So I'm not in a series right now. I'm just kind of going from Sunday to Sunday for a while. We'll see. Sometimes it turns into a series. Whatever the Lord lays on my heart, whatever pops out, we need to, need to preach. So today, just give me a few moments, and I want to I talk about being short of the spot. Being short of the spot. And it may not make sense to you at first, but I'm going to go to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And let's, let's, let's talk about this. I think I'm addressing everybody in the house today because we've all had times that we have coming up, we've come up short. Hello? Some of you won't admit it. We've come short of whatever we're called to be or to do, and, uh, and it's frustrating, it's aggravating. In the city of Jericho, there lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus. We all know Zacchaeus. He was the supervisor over all the tax collectors. Can we say money? As Jesus made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus. He kept trying to get a look at him. But the crowd around Jesus was massive. And Zacchaeus was a very... Maybe that's where the sermon comes in. A very short man and couldn't see over the heads of the people. So he ran on ahead of everyone and climbed up a blossoming fig tree so he could get a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by. When Jesus got to that place, when he got to the spot, he looked up into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, hurry on down, for I am appointed to stay at your house today. Ooh, surprise, surprise. So he scurried down the tree. How many, how many know people were turning up their nose at this point? Rolling their eyes. And came face to face with Jesus. As Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd complained. Church people, of course. Look at this. Of all the people to have dinner with, he's going to eat in the house of a crook. <laughs> and he was. Zacchaeus joy, joyously welcomed Jesus and was amazed over his gracious visit to his home. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and said, Half of all that I own I'll give to the poor. And Lord, if I've cheated, if, if I've cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. Jesus said to him, This shows, this demonstrates that today life has come to you and your household, for you are a true son of Abraham. The Son of Man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord, help us to never come short, but to be the people that you've called us to be and do the things, great things you've called us to do. Put your anointing upon this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The chart says real loud. 
When we look at the Gospel of Luke, and you know I preached a whole series on this, and it's going to be turned into a book, that Luke is the writer of hospitality. His book's full of it. There's just many, many examples of Jesus going to eat with people that he's not supposed to go eat with. He's not supposed to touch. He's not supposed to speak to. He's not supposed to be around. But Luke keeps making the point that Jesus is Lord of the outcast, that he's willing to go to people that the church wouldn't go to. In fact, he's willing to go to people that weren't allowed in church. You know, nowadays, everyone's allowed, I guess. Here they are, right? Some churches, I don't know the way they look at you. But there, there were people, if you had some kind of, if you had a disease, if you, if you were unclean, if you touched a dead body, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why you weren't even allowed to go to church, and there Jesus is having dinner with them. And then there's this guy, who he is a Jew, but he's a tax collector. And not like tax collectors today that we're afraid of. But this guy is pulling the strings and probably taking more than he should. And his salary was based on how much he got. So he got a lot. And he took a lot. And he probably cheated a lot. And he made... The poor, even poor. Come on. But Luke wants to write that Jesus is the Lord who preaches to people on the margins. It's even interesting to look at the 12 that Jesus chose. They, they all had to be Jews, of course, and, and they were all from Galilee except for Judas. He was the only one that wasn't from Galilee. But look at the extremes. He, 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 choo- he chose a guy named James who was a zealot. Who were the zealots? They were, the, they, they were the, this group of Jews that were armed and wanted to overthrow the Roman Empire. They were violent people. They wanted to go to war. They wanted to raise an army. And Jesus said, yeah, I'll take one of them. Come on. And, of course, we know he took fishermen. And then he took people like Matthew, who's also a tax collector. So you got Matthew, who is working for the Romans, and James, who wants to kill the Romans, and they're part of the 12 disciples. How many, believe, how many would like to be a fly in the room and, 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 and listen to some of those discussions? It's interesting that uh, in, in the Passion Translation, and I've, not, I've looked everywhere where they got this from, but when it, when it describes Judas, it said that he was a locksmith. I'm not sure where they got that from, but we got to know that Judas probably was an entrepreneur. He probably was a businessman. After all, they gave him the books. They gave him the money. Instead of Matthew, who would seem to be a better choice. So we got a businessman, we got fishermen, we got soldiers, <laughs> zealots, revolutionaries, We've got, we've got uh, tax collectors. What a motley crew this is. But Jesus called them all, and we know those 12 turned the world upside down for Jesus. Now, Zacchaeus was not on the margins because he was poor. He was on the margins because everybody hated him. The Jews absolutely hated him. 
He was a very wealthy man, but even the Romans disrespected them. They, didn't, they, they had no respect for him. Uh, they didn't hate him, but they really, all, all they cared about is making sure he delivered that check every week. Make sure he collected all the money from people's taxes. So the Romans didn't care for him, disrespected him. The Jews absolutely hated him. He was indeed a thief. He had no friends at all. I don't know what his family consisted of. There's a household there. But can you imagine living in that house? It was a big, beautiful house. But watch that. He was an outcast. You know, the kid, when we think about Zacchaeus, all we can think about is the kid's song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And we almost think Zacchaeus is one of the kids. No, no. He, he, was, he, he was a very formidable man, extremely wealthy. But it's interesting, after all that, it's one more thing is said about him. And he was short. <laughs> now, this is unusual because the Bible rarely describes what people look like. In fact, the only other person I could think of, I, I didn't look real deep, but the only person I could think of was Saul. King Saul, he was head and shoulders above everyone else. He was a tall man. And now the Bible says, we got this short dude. So if it, if it went through the trouble of, of describing that, you know, there, there's got to be a reason. And so so he, was, he was a short man. And you, you might be six foot five today, but we all have our moments when we come up short. <laughs> I've, I've never... I've never really considered myself short, but I've never considered myself tall. So I went ahead and looked it up. I Googled it. <laughs> Want to know where I stood. <laughs> and the average height of a male man in America is five foot six inches. I go, yes, I'm five foot eight. I'm, I am not short. Hallelujah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go with that. Amen. But I, I don't know about you, but I, I've always been, I, can I just do a little soul confessing here? I, in, in, in high school and college, I was always a B student. <laughs> I, I, and I get a few A's, but mo, mo, you know, I always graduated you know, 3.2 or something like that. Even in college, I didn't care, whatever. And, you know, I never pastored a mega church. I'm not a type A personality. Now, I'm not an omega male. That's the last letter in the alphabet. I, I might be a B male. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I'm not driven. I'm not, you know, one of these guys, you know, I got to run a thousand just for the sake of running a thousand. I, I'm, I'm pretty laid back, and sometimes you look at your life and say, well, maybe, maybe I could have done better, maybe, you know, and you feel like sometimes, anybody else, you, you don't have to raise your hand, <laughs> anybody else ever feel like, I, I, sometimes I just feel like, 
you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old, I'm 60 years old, I, I haven't accomplished what I thought, and I I'm, I'm just, I just feel like sometimes I come up short. I'm not sure I'm where I should be, and I'm feeling like I'm coming up short. If you don't know Jesus today, you may feel like you're coming up short. Mm-hmm. We all have our short moments, but I like this scripture in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, all have sinned and fallen of the glory of God. Yeah, we've all fallen short. I know some of you have been saved for 30 years and you've never sinned in 20, but, but listen to me. We've all fallen Short, we probably need to confess something every night. We all still fall short of the glory of God. But that doesn't mean we can't desire the glory of God. Church, I I have a word for some of you. We need to start hungering again for the glory of God. We need to get, you know, God's not going to send a move if we're not really interested. If if we're only just coming to church because that's what we do, or God forbid, because we want to be entertained with something, or or that's a good preacher, he's so handsome, I'm coming. See, you always laugh when I say that. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) But but, 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 but we, we need to start coming to the house of God for the glory of God. I'm not coming to be seen. I'm coming, hallelujah, to receive the glory of God, to see a move of God, to have the power of God in these last days. Move in the house of God. Anybody with me in this place? Hallelujah. So Zacchaeus, a couple things here, this desire, this hunger. First of all, he wanted to see Jesus. I'm sure he didn't know what that looked like, or you know, I, you know, and no one was gonna, you know, no one's gonna let him push to the front, and and but but he had this desire, and I think we need to have that desire again. Not 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 really. We we can't physically see him, but to have a desire for the presence of God in our church and in our homes. And number two, he recognized a flow was going on. He looked at the crowds and he looked at what was going on and he said, you know what, I think things are moving this way, so if I get positioned right here, I'll be in the flow. Sometimes you've got to pray and seek God in such a way that you can figure out the flow. It's not always about you. It's about what God wants done. And it's where he's taking the church. And it's where he's taking you. Glory to God. So find the flow of God. And get in the flow. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. But believe me, once you start walking in the Spirit, you'll begin to understand the flow of the Spirit. We spend too much time praying, give me this, give me that, give me, give me, give me that, instead of thy will be done. He said, it's all right to pray for your needs, but you know what? He knew your needs before you even prayed for them. It's more important to say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he wanted to see Jesus, he recognized the flow, and then, oh, I like this, he looked for a spot. 
I'm looking for a spot. This morning, when the time is right, the spot will be there. When it's time for the touch of God in your life, find the spot. Be in the right place. And I believe God's using all kinds of circumstances right now, good and bad, in your life to position you for a spot. You need to catch this because Jesus wasn't looking for Zacchaeus, but he saw the spot. The woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't, she, you know, she, Jesus wasn't, uh, let me say it this way. Jesus wasn't looking for, uh, for Zacchaeus, but he found the spot. He wasn't looking for the woman with the issue of blood, but he saw the spot. Oh, my God. Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus wasn't looking for Bartimaeus, but he found him in the, in the spot. And the spot wasn't in the crowd, it wasn't in his wealth, it wasn't in his position, it was in a place of humility and a desire to see Jesus. He couldn't buy the spot. He couldn't force the spot. He couldn't bribe the spot. He couldn't prearrange the spot. He just had to climb up to the spot. How many know there's a spot waiting on you? Maybe around these altars this morning, there might be a spot waiting on you where you're going to meet with the Lord. Don't miss the spot. Don't fall short of the spot. And here's what he needed to do. He needed to go higher. It's not just about the climate. It's about going higher. John 12, 32. He needed to go How? Which direction? Jesus said, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will. Being in the presence of God, being around the presence of God, hopefully just being in this service this morning, will want to draw you higher. When I say Zacchaeus needed to go higher, what I'm talking about for our purposes here is that we need to find a place in worship. I tell you, I want to tell you where the spot is. The spot is in worship. The spot is in your praise. The spot is when you go higher in his love and in his praise. Oh, somebody help me in this out. Is this too deep? Are you okay? Worship is the great equalizer. It makes people who have no chance of getting a spot, get a spot. Worship brings you to a place where we're all equal and he hears and answers prayer. Hallelujah. Worship is the, doesn't matter what color you are, how much money you have, who you know, who you don't know, how poor you are. If you worship, you're in the same spot I'm in. Ah, go. We need to go higher. It's interesting that physically, if you wanted to worship in the temple in Jerusalem, you had to go up. Worship lifts us. One man said, grace gives me height. I love that. Joel 3 and 10 says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. 
And you can only say that in the presence of the Lord. Can I get an amen? But it's interesting that trees can mean different things in Scripture. In Genesis, there are two trees. One's a no-no. One will give you, one will let you live forever. Guess which one dumb Adam picked? <laughs> and that Eve. Then there's Eve. <laughs> so there, there's, there's, there's a tree that'll get you in trouble, and there's a tree, there's a tree that will that through that tree sin entered the world. And then there's a tree where life comes from. The second tree that we see is the tree that Jesus died on. And the Bible says everyone who's, who dies on a tree is cursed. So there again is a cursed tree. But then in the book of Revelation, there's, a, there's the tree of life reappearing. And I guess we eat from that and we live forever. Praise God. So God uses trees and you know, we're talking about the tree of worship, but then there, there's, the, there's the tree that we use to try to get our own way. There's, there's the tree that we use because we think it's all about us or I have to do this or I have to do that. Grace is free, my friend, and you're not going to get to heaven by being good. And I don't, I don't think you're going to get anything from God by manipulating God. So there's the wrong tree. It's interesting that this tree that Zacchaeus climbed was a fig tree. And you go back a chapter or two, Jesus cursed a fig tree. <laughs> because the fig tree was, was symbolic of Israel. And he was saying, Israel is no longer, I mean, I guess they'll always be the promised people, you know, but as far as the way of salvation, that system is done. They rejected the Messiah, it's done. This is what's going to deceive a lot of people in the last days when that temple gets rebuilt. If they rebuild the temple, take a word from me, do not go to Jerusalem to worship. And when the false prophet in the temple calls fire down from heaven, isn't that the Bible? He's going to call fire down from heaven. What does that remind you of? The children of Israel with the pillar of fire in the wilderness. And I could see a lot of, I shouldn't get into this. Oh, do I got to do it. All right. But, you know, we love Israel. We pray for Israel. But be careful you don't fall for Israel because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I, I told you this before. When, when, the, the, the anointing over Israel, Moses gave it to the 70 elders. Now there's 70 over the Sanhedrin. So symbolically, the anointing was on the 70 that, that were the Sanhedrin. But Jesus... Jesus called 70 and sent them out two by two and gave them power to heal the sick and drive out demons. That was symbolic. He took the authority of the Sanhedrin and gave it to the church. So don't get all gaga when they rebuild the temple. It's not a good thing. 
My opinion, you could believe what you want. Just don't go there and worship. By the way, the Bible very clearly says that the Antichrist operates out of a temple. So you do what you want with that. Now that I've burst your bubble, <laughs> just Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. He cursed the fig tree. We use things to make us taller, but those things are cursed and will not make you taller. It's not so much the tree, because Jesus could have called him out of anywhere. He was using the tree to make him taller, but what he really needed was not to be, um, tree, not, what, what really got him the blessing was not getting taller, but coming down. Jesus says, come down off the tree. Because the only one that really needs to be on the tree is Jesus. Uh, uh-oh. There's, a, there's an exchange going on. You come off the tree because your salvation, you can't get on the tree and get saved. You're not going to get blessed on the tree. Come down and dine with me. Woo! Glory to God. He wants us off the tree of self-help and I can do this and I don't need anybody and I'll find my way to salvation and I'm good enough. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you on that tree. He wants you off the tree at the dinner table with him. With him. Zacchaeus. Make haste and come out of that tree. Wow. Luke 19, 5 and 6, right? Let's read that again. Jesus came to the spot. He looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down for today. I must stay at your house. The Passion Translation says, I was appointed. I was appointed to stay at your house. That's the spot. It's the divine. How many believe in Holy Ghost appointments? How many believe God sets us up when we don't even know we're being set up? Hallelujah. That even when you're going through hard times, even when it seems like you can't get through, even though you think there's no way I can see Jesus, he makes a way. He sets you up even using the tough times. He uses them. He sets you up. And puts you in the spot so you can be blessed like he wants you to be blessed. Stand with me. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 My Lord, I feel him in this house. I don't know how many have felt it, but there has been an abiding presence here. And it's like ominous. It's like something. And it's not, it's not just about us. It's about what's happening in the world. And God is looking for churches to be portals of prayer and intercession in these last days. Anybody interested in submitting this church 
to report for duty. I believe our week of prayer in tabernacles really made a difference, really made a difference in the heavenly spaces. There's a spot for Journey Life Center, and it's a powerful place. But listen, everyone needs to start getting on board and need to understand, need to understand there's a spot. There's a spot for us. There's a spot for you. There's a place. There's a place where God will meet you. You may feel like you're falling short. Jesus will make up the difference. Jesus is the difference. Come down off the tree. <laughs>